Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. Welcome back. Uh, uh, bonjour. <laughs> I'm, we are recapping our insanely incredible trip to Paris. It, I think, will end up being a two-parter because we have a lot to recap. I have obviously Riley with me the next two episodes because he's probably going to be fact-checking me throughout this entire episode and uh, the following. So uh, yeah, yeah. what else can I say? I love you guys all so much. Thank you for coming on this ride with me. Um, If you guys have followed me on Instagram, you guys saw a lot of clips and photos and, um, and videos. I saved it all in my highlights under um, Paris, Paris 2, is that how you say it? I don't know. Uh, so yeah, if you guys want to sort of follow along the story, just go to my Instagram and you guys can see photos. And also make sure to sign up for the newsletter and I will be putting together a sort of Parisian favorites of our trips, of our favorite places to go, to dine, uh, to dance, all of it. It'll all be there. So just go to nataliepouchet.com or go to my Instagram and you will find everything there in my bio. Um, but let's get let's get to the show. Stay hungry. Oh, bonjour. Bonjour, baby. Oh, bonsoir. Bonsoir. I feel like I only knew uh, or learned about four words while we were there. Merci. Merci beaucoup. Um... Uh, how do you say the check? Uh, l'édition, s'il vous plaît. L'édition, s'il vous plaît. I'm really not good at French. That is not my language, but it is so beautiful to listen to. We are, what, three days post-trip? Is it even three days, two days? No, I think it's, it's just two days. I think it's... Uh, we landed on yeah, Wednesday just, and today's yeah. Friday. Yep, so this uh, is going on on a third day. Yeah, and how exhausted are you? I'm doing fine. I was up at 4 a.m. I was, you know, just getting things done, you know? The night we got home, which we're going to we're gonna sort of get into it all and, and talk about from the beginning to the end. Um, and I'm sure we're going to miss a few things here and there. But um, we got home on Wednesday and we, well, should we just start from the beginning? I think we should just jump to the <laughs> beginning. I'm just saying that we've had the last two days, we've been exhausted because we've just basically been like in mom and dad mode. And so, and it's been nonstop. Um, so, all right, let's just get to it. I'm very excited about this. Are you? Very. Yeah. Sorry. I was in a mood before I started this episode and Riley was like, Row! <laughs> what is wrong with you? I thought it was going to be a very fun episode for everyone. <laughs> He's being sarcastic. <laughs> I, I think I'm just, I'm probably going to start my period soon. I have been very irritated this entire morning. Everything is bothering me. There's a lot of clutter. The house is messy. 
and I don't do well with clutter and mess and thinking about this move that's happening soon. So I'm just sort of in a mood, but I'm sure once we recap the show, it's all going to be fine. (laughs) Right? It absolutely will be. Okay. All right. So let's take it from the top. Um, we ended up flying first class to Paris. How you ask without spending $7,000 on our flights? Well, what the, the trick is we flew with Air France, which is a Delta associate, right? Feel free to chime in whenever you want, my love. And we, the 24 hours before you check into your flight, they will ask you, if you want to upgrade, if there's available seats in first class, we were in premium economy, which is a little, let's, let's put it this way. Economy was what? 500 bucks. Yeah. It was like five, 600 bucks. Yeah. And premium, and those have way more rows or way more seats in each row. Right. And then there's premium economy, which is like 1600 bucks. About, uh, no, it was like 12, right? Oh, 16. When you booked. I think it, it was, was 12 because you booked after right. mine. Uh, again, these numbers yeah. are going to vary depending on when you're going or where you're going. But for us, I'm just trying to give you a ballpark. Okay. So I think it was about 1200 bucks and premium economy basically gets you more leg room, which I'm not really sure you get as much leg room to be honest with you. I think it's just the wider seats. It's, it is. It's a wider seat. It's yeah. a nicer seat. Yeah. Um, and I think you just get like, one more amenity than you would in economy, but you could, but the seats do have, I feel it. you can see the difference. Um, they give you a blanket. They give you, I think, um, a meal. Well, I think they give everybody a meal, but they give you, I think like a little extra love there in premium economy. Um, and so then, uh, first class, if you bought it outright, it was about 6,600, 6,600 which is very, very expensive. So we decided to do premium economy. And we, 24 hours before, before we were about to check in, they were like, if you want to upgrade for 500 bucks, you can upgrade to first class. So Cha-ching. you bet your ass I freaking <laughs> did that. And so did you. So we were able to upgrade 500 bucks <clears throat> and got first class on the way there which was pretty cool. Very fun. Wouldn't you agree? I loved it. You were, you were living your best life. I was tasting a lot of cool spirits and having food by a Michelin star chef. It wasn't Michelin quality food, but it was still... Who was the chef? Uh, that one, he was from the... It was interesting. The one, On the way out, he was a, uh American chef mm-hmm. and then the, now is in France and then on the way back was a different chef. Oh, interesting. And had it. Oh, interesting. Because I wouldn't know. I was eating uh, baby food on the we, fucking way. We will home. talk about that when we get there, babe. We're we're st- we're we're, we're still. reminiscing oh, on the flight gosh. out there. And we're not even. We're not. We're only on the flight, and we're already seven minutes in. This is not good. Okay, so the flight out was awesome. Yes, uh, drinks were flowing. Food was good. Movies were on. We were sleeping. Just completely horizontal. I mean, it was just, it was, it was quite dreamy. It was very dreamy. You were very excited. And then I got a lot of questions cause I did a whole skincare routine. I didn't do a whole skincare routine on the flight. Let's be honest, but I definitely had a few things that I liked 
ladies, drink a lot of water or gentlemen too, whatever, but you got to drink a lot of water. You got to make sure you're peeing on that flight. That's how you don't swell. Also, um, I have these, uh, eye drops. Just go to my Instagram on, on the highlights. I, I posted it. They're eye, they're caffeine eye drops, not eye drops that drop in your eyes or like a, it's like an under eye serum. And they're, it's like caffeine for under your eyes and it's supposed to wake you up. And honestly, not, not, not too shabby. You didn't share that with me. I didn't. You didn't need it. <laughs> you were great. You looked so awake. But just go to my Instagram. I posted it and put that under your eyes. You guys will be ready to go. Mind you, we are flying with my cousin, Sergio. We call him Julian. Let's just call him Julian. So Julian is my cousin. Our moms married uh, twin brothers, which are our dads. So our dads are twin brothers and they married sisters. And so we went on the trip and he brought his girlfriend, Zianja. We call her Z. And I have to say, it was a great pairing. <laughs> if we're going to be uh, talking food and wine, it was really, it was such a good like chemistry. And sometimes it's not, it, it can totally flop, you know? Would you agree? Oh, I would of course agree that we talked about that uh, on our first trip to Paris was that will be the make or break because if we can't travel together, this is not going to work. But we talked about it afterwards because we were like, oh, we worked out so well and it was so much fun. Um, But if it didn't, could you imagine? So same with traveling with another couple. Um, You have to make sure that chemistry is there and you really don't know until you travel. So we have travel buddies now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Julian, Z, if you're listening, <laughs> don't break up because we want to go travel <laughs> with you guys. Uh, so, and they were sitting, I think, in premium economy. Um, so we we get off and, and at this point, I know I left you guys hanging last time because we sort of didn't know what our schedule was going to be. And we figured out that we were not going to go to the south of France that morning. Right. I think we landed and we were like, okay, it's not going to work. Right. So we decide that we have our, our, our REMs, our first two days are completely I don't even scheduled. think we knew that. I think it was the next day we found out. Was it? Yeah. So we had originally gotten a train from the Paris airport. Well, not from the Paris airport. I lied. It was like 45 minutes from the Paris airport, which I think is the closest yeah. train. Right. Yeah. So we had to take a train from the airport into Paris to then take the uh, bullet train to To Rems. And there was no way in hell we were making it. So we landed and we were like, oh, we have 45 minutes, no, an hour. We had an hour. Yep. Hour and a half, technically. It was a good amount of time. When When we had planned it, we had an hour and a half to get to the train. So we thought, that's perfect. We'll get through customs or whatever and we'll, and we'll make it there. But when we were looking at the GPS, it, our time, it was like 2am Paris time. So it was like only like 25 minute, uh, drive to the, to the bullet train. Remember that? And then when we landed, it was like 9am and it was a 45 minute drive. So that's what really screwed us. And also customs that line. Let me tell you guys, if you are planning a trip, just make sure that you guys are giving yourself ample time to get out of that airport and also on your way back, which we're going to get to. Um, so uh, 
Riley and I had sky priority because we were in first class, thankfully. So we were, and my cousin, um, and Z basically had to stand in the very, very long line. So we were like, let us just get out of here, try to figure out if we can make it to the train. Figure out where the train is, figure out all that stuff. Exactly. And while we were doing that, I realized there's absolutely no way we're going to make it. So we're down there, we're looking around, we're like, I'm just going to rent a car. So I go on to Expedia, rent a car, we walk over. Which is, by the way, if you guys are renting a car, it's right across the street. Like it's literally. very convenient. It is. It but is. when I, w- it kept on kicking me out. So then when I did it for the third time, I didn't change the dates because it kicked me out twice already and the dates didn't change. But then the third time they changed to a month from now. Oh my god. So gosh. then that's when we went into the Expedia place. I was like, yeah, got a car rented. And they're like, no, no, you don't. And we don't have any available. And they said, go back to the brown building. Go see if anybody has a car. We beeline there. Julian and Z are still not out of the airport yet mm-hmm. through customs. So we go over there, get the car. We have, there's only one available. Yeah. So we get this thing that we have to literally like <laughs> jump on the <laughs> trunk to get all the bags to I'm fit. I'm just telling you, thank God I didn't bring <clears throat> the bigger um uh the luggage luggage I, they wouldn't have fit no like it actually would not it would have to have sat on my lap yeah even uh, and z's lap in the, exactly. the back it I was mean, such a tiny little car uh so we got in yes and we just zipped right out of there mm-hmm. and and riley had been dying to drive in paris I he's love. like can we just rent a car can we rent a car and we're like uh it's kind of a hassle let's just let's just take the train then we can you know open a bottle of wine and we can you know drink and eat and don't have to worry about it and riley's like uh fine and then he's like oh we're gonna miss the train gotta, so gotta, gotta rent, rent a, car. a car so he was very happy and we book it to roms we call it rems but it's not rems it's Rons. Rons. Okay. Not as sexy as Rems. And we, it, by the way, it is a beautiful drive. Although you did say it looked like Oregon. Oh, it's very much <laughs> like Willamette Valley. Yeah. Very much. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's absolutely stunning, right? But it's very Willamette Valley. The drive Valley. is, yeah. So if you haven't been to Willamette Valley and you can't make it to France, to the Champagne region, then just go to Willamette Valley. Yeah. You know? Although once you get into the city, then it's like oh, yeah. historic and beautiful. It's very beautiful. So our first day was jam-packed. So we, we drive, we are in our travel clothes still. Some people are going to be like, this is disgusting. But guess what? You don't have a choice. <laughs> you don't have a choice. And there's no way in hell we were opening up that little trunk to open up all of our luggage and change. let it all fall out to then in, <laughs> so, in, in the parking lot of yeah. ruin art. Exactly. <laughs> so we book it to ruin art. We're already like an hour late and we're in our sweats, but we have blazers on and coats. So it looks somewhat decent and we get the most epic tour of ruin art. And I mean the history behind it, right? The bottles and just how the, the uh, conclaves that are down below like one is there and they're chiseled out by hand because they're so old right they were there before uh um any of the wars so they actually chiseled them out by hand 
And they use these enclaves that are all clay soil, but they used them for during the wars for schools for, um, and we're talking World War One and World War Two, um, but schools or hospitals or anything of that nature. So that's where all the kids and the women were, uh, while the men were up fighting. And it was just fascinating because they all connect and there's well, these that, the catacombs. That and, to me was the most interesting. So so remember, so champagne. In the, in the Champagne region, you can only, if, if you're drinking a Champagne, it has to come from the Champagne region. So Proseccos and sparkling wines and, and other Champenois are, are not Champagne because they are not made there. So there are only, what, 12 main Champagne houses in Champagne that have these connecting, was it 12? That, that have the connecting, yes. Okay, so this was insane. And we, we you just learned that too, right? Right. So, so as we were down there, she goes... All these 12 houses connect by one wall. Like each one has a wall that connects to these to these sort of underground caves. And it is so impactful and so insane. And they are all so different, right? Ruinart had this, um, what was the? So one was, uh, the deepest one was 68 meters, I believe. So it was. Uh, very deep and then this is one that has the art that had the um, art piece it was like an installation yes it was an art installation done by a husband an and artist wife. which is the wife and the husband is an ai genius so he he's a doctor uh and uh he took ai and put it inside so it's the art is this magnificent light show and music and thunder and noises that are just echoing and it's absolutely stunning but it's never the same and it's done off of weather patterns over the last 40 years so it takes the outside weather and changes the light show to the weather i mean it was (laughs) mind-blowing it was it was insane i i highly recommend you guys going to ruin art um it was, it was, it was fantastic. So, so we, but then oh, there, yes. I need to talk about one thing at Ruin Art. Yes, <clears throat> there was this really, really eye-catching piece of art when you first sit down that is very historic. It's, you know, during a, you know, the Louis the 15th kind of era and all the men are at Versailles and they're, eating oysters and drinking champagne and with their white uh, uh, wigs. wigs and their long tail coats and their high socks, right? And I'm sitting there this whole time. <laughs> I'm like, wow, taking this old piece of art that's a famous um, painting and making it modern, how they did, this artist did in this photo was breathtaking to me. So we sat down before the tours and but right, all Natalie right. was just like, no, not into it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not true. I was like, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And then he goes like, but look how modern it is. So I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And I go, I mean, 
okay, yeah, I guess. Like, I don't know how it's modern. And I was like, I want this in my house. Yeah. And she's like, no. He just fucking wouldn't let it go. And I was like, oh my God, what are you talking? And finally, like almost like right before we were about to leave. After the two glasses of champagne. My cousin was like, do you not see the guy in the photo? And I was like, I mean, I think I see a head, but I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. And then he's like, look. And I was like, oh my God, this guy, which makes sense. It's like light bulbs um, going off. AI light bulbs. Uh, (laughs) Because they had the same artist around Ruinart and he would paint himself in the vineyards. He'd paint himself for him to camouflage uh, where they blend the wines. And and that's his art. He, He paints himself and then he has an assistant to paint his, his face. And it's flawless. And it is. I mean, you really cannot see the guy. And so that was part of the art. He painted himself into this art. And I fucking could not see him for the life of me until the end. And I was like, oh, my, I'm going to post it. And I want you guys to tell me if you see him right away or not. Um, so that was actually hilarious. And I really felt like an idiot. Okay. Moving right along. <laughs> Anything else from Ruin Art? But they uh, have to go, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that one's, it's a must. It, it's, it's absolutely a must. The champagnes are amazing. The experience is amazing. It's a must. Yes. Mm. We had some rosés. We had, um, uh, did he give us a few, vin- did she give us a few vintages? Yeah, so, so we both, uh, it was, uh, we the tried the Blanc de Blanc and the non-vintage rosé side by side with, because you get to choose the rosé package or the Blanc de Blanc package. Um, You're going with somebody. somebody so someone you get, get the rosé, someone get the Blanc de Blanc. One on one. And, and then they do the vintage Blanc de Blanc and then the vintage, uh, rosé and the, so it was an 07 rosé from Dom Ru, it's the Dom Ruinart label. And then it was the 09 Dom Ruinart Blanc de Blanc. Yeah. I'm not sure that's resonating with any of you, but if you are a champagne, uh, junkie, then that's, you know, your stuff. Okay. So, mind you, we are still in our sweats. We are still we are still going and, and we And we're still running behind. And we're still running behind. And then no, not no. We actually were on time. We no. were 3 minutes late and I got a text message, "Are you guys going to make it?" Oh, to Piper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. So, we go straight to Piper after that because basically the reason why we are in Champagne is for Riley to blend, you know, his own his third Champagne. So, we had two days at Piper. The first day was just going to be a, a tasting and sort of just like walk us through um, just the whole champagne house and whatnot. And I was able to take my cousin and Z with us that day. Uh, and then the next day we were going to blend. Okay, so we get to Piper and we are now hitting a massive wall. <laughs> and the first thing we do is go inside meet everybody do the meet and greet um and then because now we're meeting like you know global marketing people and we're meeting you know the the heads of of piper heidsick and here we are (laughs) in our sweat still we're exhausted we're just running on fumes and and whatever airplane food they've given us we really haven't eaten besides whatever they gave us on the on the plane we already were having you know champagne at ruinart head to piper and yeah, so we're meeting everybody and then... Then we get on a van to go do some vineyard tours. Yes. So we have another 20 or 30 minute drive ahead of us. Yep. 
And it's not like it's just us four. Now it's like we have people from Piper, you know, in the van. So we have to like keep up conversation. Socialize. We're talking. (laughs) And we're all like, let let us One eye is closed. Everybody, you know. And it also, you want to take it all in, you know? So it's like, I don't want to close my eyes, but I also want to like look at the little town and it's so beautiful. Uh, So we go to the vineyards and... They were just basically talking to us about, you know, the... Uh, just, just, uh, just so we're out in the vineyards and we're looking at the vines. They're, they're just entering bud break. So that's like, you know, they trim and prune all the vines back in the fall after harvest. And then now they are just starting to come alive. So it's just the bud break and it's very small. Whereas like if you're in Napa or, uh, they're, you know, already probably six inches tall of new growth, their spring growth out there, it's colder climate. So they're just starting. So we're walking through the vineyard, looking at the soil, um, and the limestone and the chalk. Um, and then, uh, we are talking about how they're farming and how they're replanting because some of the vines were older at this point so they ripped out some of the vines because they're in the 40 50 year mark so then now and they wanted to do um a different varietal so there's three primary varietals so there's chardonnay pinot noir and Meunier. um so so then they're transitioning that as well and then how they're also growing is everything is organic and natural farmed so you know they wanted to make sure that those older vines were also staying with that ethos you know they're planting the rose buds at the end of the vines uh, which roses are not as strong as vines so because vines can you know go down like 40 meters or something underneath the soil so they're super strong plants but the weaker plants attract the fungus or the Which I thought was actually really interesting. Yeah. And then they die, so they attack the roses. Uh and then the farmers know and then okay, the farmers know they have to here. So yeah. And then they have the one uh and I've seen it multiple times, but uh uh for different type of insects, but they do the uh it when they find out okay it's this insect, right? And the, how do you do that in an organic way without spraying in a biodynamic way, then you use a, basically a hormone in a box that attracts the males thinking it's a female. And then they go in the opposite direction of where they're supposed to be going because they're now out of the vineyard. You're talking about the butterflies, right? That's butterflies, but it could be any type of, but it's, but then they go towards this hormone to then, and then nothing happens and it then prevents them from having more of that of that insect insect. which and so what she was saying is that she had a lot of butterflies there so they they basically put like this butterfly it's on a trap but it's it's to release the hormone that way they feel like oh it's already over like it's not overpopulated but like they're They've, They've already, already made been there. It. Yeah. They've already made it. So then they don't even they don't even go around that that area, which is very interesting. So we yeah, go ahead. Oh, so then uh, so after seeing the vineyard he's on a, site, he's on, he's on a roll, guys. I'm just gonna let him talk. Yeah. This is, this is my thing. <laughs> this is the exactly. Uh, so so then 
after the vineyards, we go into the pressing room where the pressing room uh, is old and very old school because uh, it's uh, natural drainage down below. So first floor is this big, massive press that's hydraulic. And then it presses, then it goes. It presses all the grapes. All the grapes. Mm -hmm. So they load the press with the grapes. It presses it down with hydraulics. The juice goes down around the rim of the press and then goes through the drains, which then goes downstairs, um, which is gravity fed. But they, in Champagne, and one reason why it's still today very expensive, is all their laws. Mm-hmm. So they can only in press like it was like four thousand pounds can go or are yeah so four tons can go into one press and anything beyond that can't go in right they have to get rid of it they they just drop that fruit they don't use it for anything they can't use it for anything so it doesn't matter if it's overproduced no one is allowed to overproduce you can only get a certain amount and if you make too many grapes then you got to give it to the bunnies they said like you just got to get by law yeah so, and I thought it was interesting that you can't uh, water your own plants. You're not allowed to water anything. Oh, right. So everything is uh, dry farmed, which no irrigation is allowed in Champagne. So that's why the root system, and luckily that it's the type of soil, but their root system goes down 40 meters right. because of that it soil. is just trying to get all the water that's available. So, which is right. Because if you ended up doing that, then you'd probably ruin the entire region or the land itself, yeah. right? So I, there's plenty of thoughts with that, right? Um, but it's just fascinating that they've set so many laws into place that uh, prevent how they farm, mm-hmm. how they over farm, under farm, whatever. What was it, last year? It was 2020, I think. I thought it was 2021, no? Uh, I think the the bad harvest. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was 2020. God, everything happened 2020. Yeah. I thought it was 2021. Are you sure? Pretty sure it's... You probably know better than me. But uh, they're saying that champagne is going to cost more. You will see a, a rise in prices in champagne soon because of that year. That yep. there's not enough. There was like very, very... Th- there was some vineyard sites that literally didn't produce a Any. single usable grape i mean how depressing is that yeah which then and that was with um and and it's really where their slopes and stuff are because the valley you know there wasn't there was a lot of rain no it was last the year in 2020 was um the the frost so last year which then if you saw on instagram and everything in 2020 how they had the candles and everything, the little fires in between the rows trying to prevent the frost. So it looked like all the vineyards were on fire, which was beautiful. Uh, I did not see that. Uh, uh, you got to Google that. Yeah, you have to Google It's beautiful. Uh, but and then in 2021. 2021 was a rain. Yes. So the rain, it if you, the, and there was enough wind to keep the grapes from uh, rotting. Mm-hmm. So, so then... On some of the sites, we went to another Champagne house. We'll talk about it in a second. But they have very steep uh, hillsides and a river in the middle that ha- it allows for a little bit more wind. And then the steep slopes allow for a lot of drainage. So anything that was not on a steep slope pretty much was destroyed. 
In his new Audible original memoir, It Takes a Woman, Hollywood producer and best-selling author Devon Franklin introduces listeners to an extraordinary group of women, his mother and her aunts, who stepped in to raise him and his brother after his father's shocking, untimely death. We get to hear from the women themselves about how they heeded the call and selfless he gave of themselves so Franklin can grow into the man he is today. The story comes to life in candid conversations that cover everything from marriage, death, divorce, and regret to colorfully frank advice about dating, sex, and money. It Takes a Woman offers listeners an emotional journey of tragedy, triumph, and healing, and it celebrates women everywhere who enrich every life they touch. No matter what you may be going through, Devon invites you to embrace his village as your own and learn the valuable lessons the women in his life shared with him. Listen on Audible at www.audible.com forward slash It Takes a Woman. Every day we hear about how our morning rituals can change our day, but have you ever actually thought about your evening rituals, allowing ourselves traditional time to wind down both our devices and our minds in the evening allows us to stop our racing thoughts and drift off to sleep naturally. So power your day by powering off at night. We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations and improve focus with your curated music tracks and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. There's even new daily movement sessions designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. If you go to calm.com humble, you'll get a special offer off of 40% off a Calm premium subscription and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Calm is ready to help you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthy life. I know for me, I get very stressed out sometimes with just running the house and Piper that I just at night, I feel like my mind is I cannot unwind it. And so I turn on my Calm app and I just relax. I'm able to just literally do that and I can calm down. You guys, you need to try this if you're constantly on the go. I promise you, you're going to love it. So for listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash humble. So go to calm.com slash humble for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash humble. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-opening check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. And it really hurts. That's why I started using GetUpside. So GetUpside is an incredible app for everyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out with every purchase. Because I'm earning cash and that's all thanks to get upside. It isn't like too good to be true because I know sometimes it's like, what? There's no way. But I've used it and honestly, it works and it's a no brainer. The app is easy to use and honestly, you I mean, like why everyone isn't using this, I, I really don't know why. 
I know for me at the, at the gas station, it's just easy. Like right now, the amount of money I'm spending, uh, like I, I gotta just like save a few bucks. So with Upside, it's just easy. You just basically open the app and it's working for you. It's incredible and it's not too good to be true. I'm telling you, just download it and you're not even gonna know what to do with all that money that you get back. So to get started, download the free Get Upside app in the App Store at Google Play and use my promo code HUMBLE to get $5 off or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, you claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Get Upside. You have to like check in at the business. You pay as usual with a credit or debit card and then you get paid. So in comparison to, you know, a credit card rewards or loyalty program, you can earn 3 times more cash back with Get Upside. So you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card, or Amazon, other brands. It's incredible. GetUpside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So go download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code HUMBLE to get $5 off or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code humble. Preventative care is in, especially these days. And in order for your body to fight against whatever life throws your way, your immune system has to be at the ready. That's why many people turn to probiotics. They're all the talk these days. But did you know that 99.9% of probiotics on the market die in your naturally harsh stomach acid, even though supposedly special refrigerated probiotics are dead on arrival? But Just Thrive Probiotic is different, and here's why. Their proprietary strains are designed by nature to put up an armor-like shell when conditioning gets rough. They withstand extreme temperatures, and they can even be sprinkled into any food or drink. Just Thrive requires no special encapsulation, no refrigeration, nothing. What you get is an all-natural, extensively studied probiotic that's perfect for the whole family. It's effective at controlling stomach issues like gas, constipation, and bloating. And it's vegan, non-GMO, gluten, dairy, soy, and histamine-free. It can even support beautiful skin, better sleep, and easier weight management. For exceptional immune and digestive health, there's nothing like Just Thrive Probiotic. Just Thrive products contain more human clinical research than any other product out there, so go check them out and make sure this year you take care of you. Get 15% off their award-winning probiotic when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code HUMBLE at checkout. The key to consistent good hair days that's using ingredients that benefit your hair. Function of Beauty makes hair care products that are 100% customizable, made for your hair where it's at now and where you want it to go. Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individual filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formula based on your hair now and where you want it to go. Founded by a dream team of engineers and cosmetic scientists, each Function of Beauty product is individually designed to be as unique as you are. Function of Beauty offers over 54 trillion possible formulations. Every one of them is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicone-free. I absolutely love the shampoo, conditioner, and hair mask, and honestly, my scalp has never felt so good, and my hair is finally hydrated and manageable, and honestly, 
It looks really healthy and it just feels soft. And I just recommend it to everybody. So here's how it works. First, you take a quiz, it's very fast, and you build your hair profile and you select five hair goals, like your length, the volume, the, the oil control, does your hair get frizzy in the winter, but oily in the summer? Function formulations are meant to be changed when your needs change. Next, choose your color and your fragrance, or go dye or fragrance free, totally up to you. Then you get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door and prepare for good hair days ahead. Say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash humble to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash humble to let them know you heard about it from our show and get 25% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash humble to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. We, we go back to uh, Piper, and then we do a tour of the estate. Yes. And... Which, at that point, we were pretty much asleep. <laughs> oh, especially because there was a couple videos, uh, because we weren't the only ones there, right? There was some global sales marketing people, but watching videos when we were, like, falling, standing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, my cousin. So we're watching, we're standing, by the way, we're not even sitting watching, we're standing watching. And all of a sudden, my cousin just starts to joke. And he has to step aside and he's joking and he's like, sorry guys, I forgot to breathe. He's like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired (laughs) that I literally forgot to breathe. And then not, like not even 10 minutes later, Riley did the same thing. It was so, or I did, I can't even remember. I mean, it was delirium, like straight delirium. I have never been that exhausted, maybe after Piper, in my entire life. And, and we still have to just keep on going. And we just had to rally. And so, I, I hope we didn't come off rude, but, because we're just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think before we would have maybe engaged a little bit more, but, you know, we were we had another day with them. So, I feel like we made up for that. Yeah. Uh, so we ended up doing a tasting after that in the tasting room, which is so beautiful. You guys have to go check out Piper. Uh, and we did it with your gal, who you've blended with for four years now. Or four, yeah. Yeah, Catherine. Uh-huh. Yep, so we've... And uh, she She's is... been with me the entire time. So she's not the chef de cave. Um, she pretty much just runs the day-to-day operations at the estate and the office and making sure all these things are getting done and right. the people are getting taken care of. Like she's, she's, she's a true of, hospitality She's kind of like manager. his right hand though. Yeah. I feel like there's a few right hands yeah. there. So she is, so the first time I was there, she, it was a different chef to Kav and the, that chef to Kav, uh, Sovereign. The chef to Kav is basically the winemaker. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, so, she, the sovereign, was the chef de Cobb. She didn't speak English. I don't speak French. So Catherine had to explain and, and, translate. and translate everything. Oh, wow. And, but we still knew enough by enough, after enough glasses of champagne, we could kind of communicate yeah. <laughs> without communicating. Uh, and then she was there the second time, and then now the third time. Uh, Got so, it. so then we are doing the tasting with her. And then uh, the tasting was awesome. 
We tasted a, a bunch of cool, I feel like, bottles now. Oh, yeah. We tasted some really good stuff. Yeah. So, so we tasted their Essential that is off the base of what we make. Um, Which we're going to get into. I, I yep. sort of want to just like jump yeah. jump a little bit to that because I feel like that's so important. But then there was the uh, uh, Blanc de Blanc, 07, or 14, the 2014, and then that and then the rosé, and I think that was it that day. Yeah. All right. So after this, we basically had to run to the hotel and get ready because we had dinner plans with Benoit. Benoit is uh, Riley's dear friend and the basically GM. He's right under the CEO, uh, and he runs Piper. So he's... Um, and he was also the first one that found out that we were having a baby. Yeah, from my side. Yeah. So he was the first person I ever told in the world that I was having a baby. Yes. And for Riley, that's a big deal. Uh, but he's also amazing. We love Benoit. All right. So we were having dinner with Benoit that night. And then my cousin was going to go to this really, really, really bougie ass Michelin star dinner that night. Michelin three star. Three star. Big deal. What's the name of that? Do you know it? Uh, if you can pronounce it. Les uh, as a as a something champenoise. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. I butchered it. I know. You're and this is why just we're we're gonna post it and don't worry because I I don't know how to pronounce it either. So they were gonna go off and do this like four hour experience and then we were gonna go have dinner. So we had dinner at Gabrielle's, which is the only restaurant has a straight view to the cathedral, right? To Notre right. Dame. Correct. So there's a Notre Dame in Champagne, and then there's a Notre Dame, obviously, in Paris. Um, but it was so fun. You guys have to go. It's And make sure you make a reservation. But go later on at night, because that's when it really gets busy. But it was so cool, right? It was awesome. Yeah. The food was great. Uh I think you had more fish. Yes, correct. Right? I had more of the steaks. I had a little caviar. Um, we also had, you know, good champagne there, but you guys have to go check it out. It's ran by brothers. Um, and so that night, and then we had a little a little nightcap after that. Just walked around the town a little yep. bit. Um, and then where we stayed was the Eisenhower. Resident... Eisenhower. The resident Eisenhower, which is where Eisenhower basically signed the end of the war. In 1941. Crazy. And we ended up, so there's, there, there's 12 rooms and we want to get married there, by the way. That's where I was posting all the photos. It is so incredible. Um, but it's right there in sort of the, the downtown area. And, um, the owners of Piper basically acquired it about four or five years ago and they started renovating it about four years ago and they have done such a good job at just keeping it so authentic and they really were able to lift up all like the the older floors and or the newer floors and 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 um what's the word restore restore the old wood. Um, it's just incredible. And each room is different. It's designed differently. Um, it's, 
it is so beyond special. I can't even like, oh, they have a wine cellar downstairs. They have um, like a cigar lounge. Which was Eisenhower's office. Which was his office. Uh, it's just, they have like the old school elevator. There's just nothing like it. No, and they just opened, so they're still like tweaking it. But honestly, it's so incredible. And I think that that's where we want to have our wedding. But I think, I know we want to have it there. We have to just make sure it's not too expensive. Perfect. (laughs) So, so we check in, it's gorgeous. My cousin's off doing his four hour, um, experience, which he was taking photos of and sending it. I think we got back at 12 or 1230 at night. Um, I think it was closer to one, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was late. It was really late. And we had to be up the next day at, at like 8 a.m. We had to be there like at 9.45. But we had to be up for breakfast right? because breakfast started at 8.30 or 8 or 8.30. 8, and we didn't get there until 8.30 because we were yes. like, well, we have to, we're I not, was like, at this point, well. sleep is more important <laughs> than food. And we put ourselves together and we get to Piper and this is the blending day. This is the, this is the only day he has to work this guy, (laughs) but it's the most important day. And the experience I have to say for me was so insane. It was so wild. Um, very cool to see you in your element and everybody really in their element. Um, I have a video though of how quiet the, like the tasting was, I mean, it's like you could hear, I mean, you could hear everyone spitting in their, <laughs> in their, in their little, what is it? Yeah, just a spit cup. The spit cup. Okay. So will you explain the tasting process? Well, it's all blind. Uh, so there's a base champagne that we're working with, right? And from that, we are blending the dosage that dosage means sugar yes so it's the so once they should uh, i explain it yeah please (laughs) i mean because i'm trying to okay so not get too technical where it makes sense and then i know know. i know you like to geek out okay so during the champagne blending and bottling there is a point at the end of the champagne uh, bottling that they basically have to allow all the yeast to fall to the, basically to the top of, cause they, they, um, it's, it's called riddling. Okay. It's called riddling. And they basically, uh, lay the bottle down about, what is this? At an angle that it's an angle where the bottle cap is towards the floor so it starts yeah, horizontal actual, yeah. but then it then you will end up making it almost to a 45 degree angle towards the ground exactly so that allows basically for all the yeast to fall towards like the 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 top of the bottle the neck of the bottle okay once that happens they freeze the neck and that takes that's its own little process okay after it freezes they basically take out that little frozen part that, that it, it only happens at the tip of the neck that allows for a, And I'm telling you this in like the fucking lamest terms. Okay. <laughs> then that piece, that frozen piece basically pops out and there's a little bit of, 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 of room left in the champagne bottle. What's left, what the room that 
that's left in that champagne bottle is basically what you add later on in the process with the with the dosage with the sugars right and that changes the flavors and because the sugar then allows for it to get active again start feeding and start feeding and then uh creates the effervescence and gets to the alcohol it's really what brings the bottle alive yep okay so what we're doing here is there's basically, so remember, so that now the entire bottle is pretty much full. Now we are just adding just that, that sort of, depending on the grape and the dosage and whatever. It's like that, 2%. Yeah. Of the bottle. Of the bottle. But it changes the entirety t- of yes. the bottle. Okay. So now we are at the tasting and there are glasses galore on these tables. Okay. So there's first, the first table. You're, are you, are you dwindling? No, no. <laughs> okay. No, no. Just coming back. Okay. You know. uh, so the first table, there's your base, the the base of the champagne, meaning it's it's basically what's in that bottle, that full bottle. They pour you a little bit. And then you have four empty glasses. And then you have another glass that basically is the base, but without any sugar. Okay. If that makes sense. So then we're doing this all blind. And then the maitre d' comes and pours blindly four different wines into the glasses. So there's a Pinot Noir, a Chardonnay. We knew th- we knew those ones. We those did? ones weren't blind because we knew it was the Chardonnay. Then it was the Pinot Noir because these are the bases that then oh. you add the sugar to. So then you can taste them blind. <laughs> it was blind to me because I had no fucking idea you're, what you're I You're tasting them not blind. You're tasting those ones naked. So then you have, because right. uh, they don't have the sugar yet added. So you have the chardonnay and you know what village and what vintage that comes from you know what uh pinot village vintage pin uh, the meunier people call it pinot meunier but in france they've changed that so it is just meunier there's n- they've dropped the pinot and then there was the salera and the salera is a vintage wine going back to the 60s that this wine every year they take some out and they put new wine in they take some out and put new wine in. So it's constantly. So just, that one is yeah. ex- extremely vibrant because you have newer wines, but then it has roundness and depth like it's been aged in oak, even though it's only touched stainless steel. Um, so then you taste all those. Then you taste the one that is the champagne, the, the blend without any dissage. So that one is also an extra brute. Um, our brut nature, no sugar added yet. Okay. I hope, I hope we haven't lost you yet. <laughs> so we are all tasting and mind you, it's very quiet. <laughs> it's just we're, like, we're in our element and it's, and all you hear is ding, ding. Just everyone's grabbing their glasses ding, ding, and spitting and spitting. And I honestly, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was just following what everyone else is doing. I was just smelling tasting, spitting a little bit, and then drinking the rest and going through the process. And then, and they have these beautiful Piper books to write down notes if you need to and whatnot. So the chef de cave is basically talking Riley through all the wines, basically, like you said, the regions where it's coming from the history behind each one. Uh, they're talking about the last two blends that 
that they did together and, you know, what, what Riley's vision is for this one. So they're sort of just like talking through the entire process. Once Riley chose the wine that he preferred, right? Tell me if I'm wrong. Then we went to, or no, not, it wasn't really what you preferred. Did you pick one at no. that point? You yeah. did, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we went to... But it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. No, it does not at all. And then we go to the other, the next table. Now, the next table has a lot more glasses. So now you brought basically the base with the dosage or the naked one. No. No. So okay. so then at that, they have A1, A2, B1. No, no, no. I know, but, but we walked over with the glass. The glass was what... Was the, what, was the base or was no, it the naked one? It was the his complete one that he added because his that we added to get our palette started was because he, he so makes his the, own, it, but it's not naked. It has, it he added one. Solera to it. What I'm yeah, saying so though. the very first one. Oh, that's all I was asking you, dear. So it's the first one that we brought over to the table. Okay. So we bring that over. I'm try- you just got to like tell the people how it, I just simplified, simplified. So we bring it over to the table, the main base, okay, with the sugar in it. And then when we sat there, right, then we have the A1, A2, B1, B2, C1, C2, D1, D2, okay? So there's eight glasses on the table. Now those, now you can explain those. So those e- are either Chardonnay, three grams or six grams of added sugar, or Pinot Noir with three and six, Meunier with three and six, and then the Solera with three and six. So we tasted the bases already, but now there's sugar now added to it. Exactly. And then at and this point- And now this one is blind. It, we're blind tasting. We're tasting, tasting, tasting. This is like a 45 minute ordeal of just tasting, going back and forth, reassessing, <laughs> going back and forth. So, and then everybody at the tables ha- picking their own at the end of it. It's so so everyone has a everyone has a uh, a piece of paper. Oh yeah, and you know the chef de cob is I mean writing in detail. The guy's writing like notes. Okay, and and he's doing a novel over there. He really is. And Riley doesn't write a damn thing. Like he literally didn't even touch pen to paper. I think maybe one. You wrote like one or two things. And me being the, um, you know, articulate individual that I am, <laughs> I'm over here writing, no, <laughs> yes, <laughs> light, sour. <laughs> like, I just have no words to be able to describe. And normally I'm not terrible with this kind of stuff, but for some reason it just wasn't clicking. Like I don't, and some people are like, I, I, I taste peach notes and I taste, um, you know, this note and that note. And I'm like, toasted almond versus grilled almond versus raw almond versus. Yeah. And I'm like, this shit is all tasting the same to me after a while. Anyway. So finally he goes around, he's asking everyone what they think, what they like. Ultimately it's Riley's decision. Riley picks four, uh, wines. So, or four blends. So out of the four, we do another tasting again and we, everyone writes down what they think. we take those four, we step out. So then the maitre d' can come back over to fill refill them up, them up change and the labels. And he's the only one that knows. Nobody else knows in the room. So exactly. then we step out and then we go back in for 
round two of the blind tasting. Yes. And so then we sit and we taste the four. And then from the four, you you basically pick two, two of your top contenders. And I will say it was interesting because everyone, I think no one really agreed on the first round. Uh, there were a few. There Nobody were, agreed with me on the first no round. No one agreed with Riley <laughs> on the first round. Uh, and then on the second round, I feel like more people agreed on the second round. And then once we had the final two, then you go into the lunch lunch and the chef basically prepares a whole lunch to be able to taste with these champagnes, which was really, really special. So we go sit down and, uh, the maitre d' comes again blindly and pours both glasses that we can basically have lunch with each course and talk about it and say how we, how we think it, you know, it pairs with food and with, you know, um, like lighter courses and seafood versus, you know, steaks and, and whatnot. And again, the chef de cave is basically there just to help Riley, um, and sort of talk through things, not to pick it. So it's really Riley's decision at the end of the day on what is best for his restaurant and for what he wants, you know, for the hotel. And remember, you can only get this at Lido House. There's your plug, babe. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so we have this incredible lunch. We're all tasting. And I think that there was just an, one that was a very, very clear winner, right? Correct. So everyone pretty much was like, oh yeah, it's number two or whatever, the left one. It was just the left one. Everyone cheers. And it was so exciting that, you know, finally it was done. He's the first guy to ever, well, he's the first person to ever blend three times even, right? And he's the first to do a lot of things with them. But um, it was it was honestly an honor and it was so incredible. I learned so much throughout that process. And um, that will be ready in nine months from now. Yeah. So make sure to keep an eye out for that to try out. And I feel like it'd be fun to do a tasting between your first blend, your second blend, and your third blend. Well, we don't have enough for the first one. Because we have the last like 12 bottles in the world. I know. Um, because the distributors at the beginning, it was such a new program. They didn't have their stuff together. So they were sending us both. We didn't know which cases, which what, and from version one and version two. So it just kind of ran out one day and it was, thank goodness that we saved some, but not enough, not as much as I would like, because I would like to save it for the hotel, like 10 cases. So, so then now version two, we will have enough of that. We're going to reserve some of that. And then this, so then we'll be able to do it only between, but we were talking about, like, I want to do some sort of launch party or even a private tasting or something at Lido House. I think House we need to do with... something though with my, with my friends here at Humble and Hungry. Oh. Do you like that idea? I love that idea. <laughs> like maybe we do something with like 12 of us, right? You, me, and then maybe 10 other people from these listeners and maybe we do like a special like tasting and we can bring out you know the bottles of of piper and and have them tasted and make it super special at Lido house or wherever you guys are yeah right i feel like that could be really cool on top of the summer soirees and all the things all the other things we want to do perfect okay um so 
just to wrap up REMS, and then I feel like we're going to have to touch Paris um, in part two because there's so much in Paris um, that we haven't even touched. But basically to wrap up REMS, we ended up um, having another tasting that day after after we were yeah. done all, with all the, the tastings and the blending and all of that. We ended up meeting with Julian afterwards and Z, and then we went to... Henri Girard. Yes. Which that's where he was talking about how the landscape basically is on a slope. And that's where they actually didn't have a, as terrible of a 2021 as um, other regions in Champagne. Um, but that wine, if you have not, or that champagne, if you have not tasted it, you need to go taste it. Like that is something that once it hits your palate, you can actually taste the difference between them and other champagnes. So, and it's because it's they use, silky. they um, use oak. Right. And they use. In barrels. You're right. Yeah. So they use oak barrels and the, from the Argonne Valley or the Argonne Forest where they actually select their own trees, which is um, very unique versus most like champagne houses are a hundred percent stainless steel. Right. Exactly. And so it's just silky and delicious. Oh my gosh. I think that one made Riley cry. Remember when Riley, when Riley drinks or eats something really, really special, you'll just see one little tear (laughs) come out of his eye. Uh, and this one, I think, brought a tear to your eye. I think it brought a tear to all of our eyes, to yeah, be honest with you. It so was, good. It was amazing. All right. And then to wrap it up, that night, we ended up going out. We sort of hit uh, the the Ron's town. That was a rough night, too. That was a rough night. It was hilarious because we got denied everywhere we went. It was either too busy or they just ignored us or <laughs> it was... And we were so tired. We were in a rush. We just needed water. We just needed some more champagne. We just needed some we food needed in our food. system. We needed and food. everywhere was just taking their sweet old time getting to us as they would, but we were hangry. hungry and hangry. hangry. Yes. This is the only night that Riley and I got in a fight. <laughs> Which is pretty impressive. I that, mean, that was the whole week. It was. Just, yeah, I know. But I mean, it, and it, by a fight, it was just very, very annoyed. He was yes. hungry. I was delirious. And... She wouldn't let me eat. <laughs> I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to eat there, but no one else did either except for Riley. Because it was the only food. I, I'm really good well, at what knowing where and when and what hours places may shut down um, he was you like, know. you guys, everything is going to be closed after we leave here. And I'm like, there's no way. We're in France. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. And then sure enough, we walk out and shit is just closing left and right. And we were like, uh oh. And so at this point, Riley and I were not speaking to each other. <laughs> and so I was like, shit, he's always right. So we found like this cool little dive bar right? With a lot of older people. And they had a live, live DJ. They had a DJ. <laughs> they had a DJ. But spinning vinyl. Super cool. It was so cool. And everyone in there was just like eccentric. That's, that's the only word I can use. Eccentric. And so we're sitting there and we're all starving. I mean, like, like starving that we're just trying to drink our way through like <laughs> the carbs and the sugar and whatever to fill ourselves up. And I finally, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to Uber. I'm going to try to Uber something. And you guys, I got us pizzas. 
Delivered on a bike. Delivered on a bike in this rad little dive bar. And and, and she snuck the pizza in and I, I was a like... You were slanging those slices, baby. I was like a drug dealer, just <laughs> slanging pizza though. It was... we, But honestly, we laughed so much the entire day. Honestly, the entire trip. We had such a good time. There is so much more. I promise you that the Paris part is much less uh sciency and nerdy as as rems but uh rounds but we will get to it next week i promise um and hopefully we'll have a little bit more energy for for part two but i love you guys i love you i love you baby thank you for being there of course it was an honor pretty amazing it was really really cool that was that was really incredible and i can't wait to do bottle number four if we're ever asked back cross our fingers yeah (laughs) anyhow all right i love you guys so much and i will see you all next week remember stay humble and stay hungry seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.